0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a blockbuster weekend. Rangers are appealing John Lundstrom's red card after they dropped points in a controversial game at Hibs. Celtic's 100% record continues against Hearts as they close in on a new signing. And Dundee United's woes continue amid big wins for St Mirren, Motherwell, Kilmarnock and Aberdeen. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Marvin Bartley and Roger Hanna. Gordon, it is time for this show to experience the joy of six. It's six o'clock. We've got six Premiership games to go over. We witnessed six red cards in those games. We saw six controversial refereeing decisions, maybe even more. I've got the former Hibs and Livingston number six at my side. <laughs> and if he actually says what he thinks about the Firth Park linesman, he'll get a six game ban <laughs> and a six figure fine. Gordon, I never nearly turned up today. Obviously, you being a Motherwell fan and, and what happened at the weekend, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Listen, it's uh, it's a lot cooler in here today, so I'm just happy with that. There were, there, there were some other refereeing decisions as well. I don't know if you'd noticed, so no. we, we might get round to Fur Park at some point. <laughs> uh, 01419511025. That is the number you need. My goodness, what a weekend it was. As Roger said, he's given you some of the stats. There were big wins. There were brilliant goals. There were penalties given, penalties not given, red cards all over the place. This is the place to be after a weekend like that. Come on, 01419511025 and get everything off your chest. If it's been since Saturday, you've been festering away, just waiting for the chance to speak your mind, and now you can. We had a big game yesterday, of course, in the east end of Glasgow. So, whatever you've got for us, 01419511025 right now. Result of the weekend, Roger Hanna, go. Dundee United nil, St Mirren 3 A fantastic win St Mirren not so long ago seemed to be in deep trouble But they beat Ross County with a great goal by Richard Tate And then they go up to Tannadice And just heap more misery on poor Jack Ross I've had a late change of heart <gasps> I've decided to go Ross County 1, Kilmarnock nil. I think it was it was a big game Although it was very early in the season A lot of people building up as a six-pointer Ridiculous, I know, because there's only five games into it, I think. But uh, I think that was a massive, or four games into it, it was a massive, massive win for them, especially coming the 86th minute. Okay, goal of the weekend. Again, good choices. I know we're going to spend most of the night whinging about referees, but we've got to give credit where it's due. I'm going to have to go for the one that I witnessed myself at Perth at the weekend. Leighton Clarkson's oh, free kick wonderful. for Aberdeen to win the game against St. Johnson. Um, we spoke to the lad afterwards and he said it all goes back to one-on-one tuition on the training ground from his former Liverpool under-18 coach. A man by the name of Steven Gerrard Yeah, whatever happened to him Marvin, goal of the weekend <laughs> Josh Campbell Kevin Van Veen's penalty No, no, no chance right. Let's not go there Josh Campbell uh, The chest and half volley For me was absolutely unbelievable So late on in the game um, You know, to make it 2-2 mm. The celebrations that kind of followed that But, you know, the young man's had a really good start to the season And he gets my goal of the weekend And barely mentioned Because <laughs> that's how Scottish football yeah, operates exactly, yeah That's probably We've the last about. thing That'll get spoken about Between now and 8 o'clock uh, right, howler Oh my, right How long have you got? Seriously Let's extend the show Howler of the weekend Roger Hanna Alfredo Morelos Don't okay. take my word for it Take the word of Graham Soonis A man who's no stranger To a red card at Easter Road He said today Rangers now Need to get rid Of Alfredo Morelos Because to quote Graham They can't trust him anymore Only on the park For a matter of moments Rangers already down to 10 men And a ludicrous Lash out At Marianne Cabrera It's only the decision Willie Collum got right In the whole day Okay. Oh, I know it's coming here. Just right, get it over with. Here comes my fine. 
John McCrossan, and people might not know who he is, and that is the linesman who saw something that didn't happen. He gave the penalty to Motherwell, ended up costing us a point that I think was thoroughly deserved, and, you know, as tight as the season's going to be, we're not happy with him at all. But I think what should happen to him now, I'm actually going to do the job of the uh, people who put the assistance in place. You're going to get should... serious. Hold on, I'm going to give you no, the chance to wait, stop let me finish. Fight let me here. finish. I think what should happen is he should maybe go down a few tiers, you know, and learn the rules of the game, learn that you can chest the ball away. It's not a penalty kick. And, you know, then come back up. So maybe the Lowland League for this weekend and then we go from there. He is a harsh, harsh critic, this man. Do you believe in karma, Marvin Bartley? <laughs> oh, listen, I believe in a lot of things after that handball was given. Do you remember the text you sent me Saturday lunchtime? You <laughs> called Motherwell a very unfair, impolite name. And this is the universe coming back to bite you. Oh, You'll be getting no sympathy can, from me. Can I just double check? Did you not sit in the stand for a suspension at Wednesday's last season? I Take did. Game at Aberdeen? Yep, and now John deserves a suspension. For what he did. No, no, no. I'm just. You're not going to get allowed to come back on this show. Why? John's not listening anyway. Oh, yes. He should be doing other things. (laughs) He will be, you know. John, 0141. Exactly, John. Put this guy in his place, John. See how bad he is at beat the pundit. Sit down down the flag, pick up the phone. Anyway, uh, right. uh, Where are we? Performance of the weekend. Top performer. uh, Listen, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to Tanadays. Two goals for Curtis Main. Um, He has had a sort of hit and miss time at St Mirren, but I was reading quotes from him after the game. I think he was in for an operation during the summer. He feels fitter. He feels that he is ready to give his everything for St Mirren this season couple of good goals he's forming a decent partnership with Jonah Younger up there for Stephen Robinson and things are going so well for him at St Mirren they've named a stand after him I'm going to go for Brian Graham played Friday night for Partick Thistle contributed with two fantastic goals all round brilliant performance and I think he's a man to fire them back to the Premier League 01419511025 10 helmets on let's go let's see what was on your mind after the weekend William and Dorset take it away How's it going guys? Hope you're all well. Thank you. Yeah, I think the standard of refereeing in Scotland it just went down on another notch. It, it, even if it could go down another notch. Uh, two referees in particular, Willie Collum at Easter Road and Kevin Clancy at Celtic Park. Willie Collum, you're right, you get maybe one decision right, sending Morelos off as a Rangers fan. I think it's unacceptable to lash out at another player. I think the John Lundstrom uh, red card, I think that'll get downgraded. And I think Willie Collum should probably go down a cut of tears. I agree with Marvin about that uh, linesman that he said at Motherwell. Uh, I think it was absolutely ridiculous decision, and I think there was a few ridiculous decisions over the over the weekend. Listening to Sky Sports and watching Sky Sports today, the the referee, full professional referee down in England, he agrees with every single decision I was I was making today. Um. Yeah. Williams packaged them all nicely in, in one manageable chunk you want to go through them take your pick he, well William first of all says he won't argue about Alfredo Morelos so that's mm-hmm. an interesting start well, Williams they... a Rangers fan won't uh, argue with that you've already agreed you showed your hand Roger uh, Marvin so we can knock that one on the head is there any debate there? No not for me it's, it's a red card um, all day long I think it was ridiculous um, petulant um, it was uncalled for and I agree with William 100% a red card no point appealing that one the, okay. cap- the captain of Rangers James Tavernier said it was stupid that's all you need to know case closed 
We don't do that We don't yeah. do that at 10 past 6 Lola's very brain. often I don't know about that We'll get some disagreements soon um, uh, Right I guess the, mo- the most contentious I don't know if you can give out Such an award John Lundstrom Marvin Bartley How many of those tackles Have you put in in your career? An awful lot I, I genuinely could not believe That a red card Was handed out for that tackle It's a tackle that we've seen Happen so many times And I was speaking to Some of the boys about it And I said You know when I was playing the game, if one of my you know midfielders would have done that, I'd have given a high five and said, well done for stopping a counter-attack. How that can ever, ever be a red card, to me, makes absolutely no sense. And we saw with Kieran Trippier yesterday, you know, the referee gave a red card. His one looked slightly higher and it looked like he hit De Bruyne in the knee, mm-hmm. went to VAR and downgraded it to a yellow card. But for me, the John Lundstrom one, he's clearly slid down the side. He's clearly tripped Martin Ball. Yes, it's frustrating for the team that's attacking, but that never in a million years is a red card. So really what you're saying is the lack of VAR is the problem and not Willie Collum because the mm. referee in England also gave that uh, as a red at but first I, viewing. But I think there were slightly different tackles. As I said, you know, Trippier's for me was slightly higher and it looked like he made more contact with the knee. The Lundstrom one was never a red card. And you know what? It would be good if they came out and said, you know, we don't even need to appeal that. We've seen that. We're downgrading it to a yellow card and that's the mm. end of it. You know, the fact that they're going to make a club go for an appeal for that and... By the way, if he doesn't win that, then you know football's in big trouble. Rangers are appealing it. Roger, will they win? Yes, they will win because Willie Collum was wrong. There, there were four of these over the weekend, north and south of the border. Um, Kieran Trippier, high profile win, Newcastle, Man City, Jake Doyle Hayes. Well, that's, on that's, John that's probably the better comparison, the isn't it? Because as and we said, the Trippier one was actually given as a red first viewing, but Jake Doyle Hayes wasn't. The fourth one I was going to throw into the equation was a uh, Callaghan of Ross County, Ross Callaghan. On Ryan Olabioso of Kilmarnock which, which was the worst of them all well, that, that is the thing And I think that's something We should be conscious of right? It's not lost on me I know mm-hmm. that we need The Celtic and Rangers drama And it makes this show go round But For all the hoo-ha That that's going to cause The Ross County one Is the it's, is the worst and, of the lot it, But no, no one's going to phone in And say and that there's a bias Against Kilmarnock yeah, and, and it's consistency as well You know the, 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 We'll take the Ross County one in isolation It's a red card It's a terrible mm-hmm. challenge it could have seriously injured the young man who's on loan from Arsenal. It's a terrible challenge. Dennett McInnes was absolutely correct. But if you take the two ones at Easter Road, now you can say Doyle Hayes on Lundstrom is worse than Lundstrom and Boyle. I, I Just pretend for a moment they're the exact same. They're pretty similar, to be fair. Pretty similar challenge. So how on earth can one be a yellow card and one be a red card? How on earth is that possible from the same referee? Mm. It's ridiculous. And, and it's... It's performances like that that give Scottish referees a bad name. Uh, I mean, William, of course, we will have VAR at some point, and we saw a similar tackle, English Premier League, and it did get overturned. VAR, is that the sort of thing that fixes this, or does the problem run deeper? Uh, well, to be honest, you're, you're right about consistency. They're consistently wrong, to those two referees, consistently getting uh, decisions wrong. Well, no, but you, you said that he got Alfredo Morelos right. But the... The thing is, see, see during the game before Lundstrom was sent off, Rangers were comfy in that game. Rangers were comfy. Right? You take a, a player out the midfield, right, and then they lose a striker. Right? The backs are against the wall. Now the striker one you can you can cover because you've still got a set midfield and a set defence there. Right? You might not have an out ball. But the I think taking a, a player getting a player set off for either your defence or your midfield, right? That's where you're gonna get issues. Right? And Willie Collum and Kevin Clancy are constantly making the wrong decisions in games. Constantly. What, what did Kevin Clancy do wrong that's annoyed you at Celtic Park yesterday? 
but the, it was all, all about the yellow cards and stuff as well. There was loads of yellow cards given out to Hearts. Mm-hmm. The same tackles that the Celtic players were making, right? There was no bookings, no ye- and no yellow cards. But what, what do you mean the same? The same tackles? How, I mean, they weren't the same, were they? Put it this way: the two biggest talking points were the two Hearts red cards. Were those wrong decisions for you or, or right decisions? To be honest, they could have been. They, they were probably the right decisions at that point. But it was all to right. do with the bookings as well and the free kicks. What do you mean? What, what in particular? No, there were just loads of free kicks for Celtic And oh. the thing is, Hearts, Hearts were getting fouled as well But there was no bookings coming out for the, the Celtic players at that point I mean, <laughs> listen, it's Robbie Nielsen who has said yeah, here yeah, yeah. in this With his post-match comments about when you come here to Celtic Park You need a strong referee and Celtic had 11 fouls and no cards We had 12 fouls and 7 yellows and 2 reds and What does that prove? It doesn't prove anything Now, I watched the game the highlights package of the game last night It was two bookings for Alec Cochran And there was two mm. bookings for Toby Sibbick And if you take the four incidents in isolation They were all probably bookings Which William agrees with by to, the way to, to be perfectly honest with you Now the Celtic fouls Were any of the I certainly didn't see any Celtic fouls on TV last night That I would have thought Oh my goodness that, That's a yellow card So I think Robbie Nielsen was You know I, I've heard him talk like this in Glasgow before After a defeat Hearts were they both sending off sendings off? Yeah, yeah, I think they were you know, they're both definitely, you know, second bookings and it's unfortunate, but mm. I totally agree with that. I don't think Kevin Clancy did, did anything wrong yesterday, if I'm honest, you know, and that's first time, first time you've said that. You know, I'm protecting the referee fifteen minutes into the show. Um mm. but yeah, I don't think he he did much wrong. I get the frustrations because the amount of fouls, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but you know, I have to disagree with William. I, I wouldn't say that they were similar fouls and you know, Hearts players were getting booked and Celtic players weren't. Any concerns about Rangers' performance, William, or was it all sort of you know, done by the ref? Uh, to be honest, I think they were pretty comfy when they went two one up. They were they were quite comfy. They were getting the balls down the lines, getting some decent decent passes on the goal. They were Yeah. No, I, I don't think I don't think the Rangers were really in any much trouble until lunchroom was sent off. Is that fair, Roger? Mostly mostly the refs doing, William. Suggests I, I didn't think they were particularly good I have to say That said I didn't think Celtic were particularly good Yesterday either I think the, these are probably And in, listen Marvin saw Rangers up close In the first day of the season When they huffed and puffed In the first half I, I, I genuinely didn't think Certainly Celtic's Worst performance in the league This season And arguably Rangers Worst performance in the league This season um, They took the lead Before half time From a penalty That I didn't think Was a penalty Hibs equalised Rangers scored a terrific second goal Good build up Good cross Good header by Tom Lawrence And at that stage Maybe you would have expected them to go on But I, I never thought they were Comfortable Certainly not after Lundstrom's card And definitely not after Morelos's card Thank you William Let's bring in Alan Who's also a Rangers fan um, A lot's been said about refereeing decisions already Tonight Alan What's your take? Oh my god I, I watched the highlights last night of the Ross County game and there was two tackles in that game which were absolutely criminal and both got yellow cards but honestly they were shocking they were career threatening tackles the, the first one with Callaghan was bad enough but see the second one I can't remember the player he Jack played Baldwin, the ball, I think, wasn't loses it? Yeah. control of the ball and he goes right over the top if the commander player's got a standing leg his leg's broken Oh, it, was, it reminded me of the simpson Durant tackle It was absolutely horrendous I think the, reason, the reason I think points like that are important 
Marvin Is Because look It doesn't change anything If we think we've got a problem With refereeing standards Then it's a problem But that It's good to To point that out And analyse these things But What it should stop Alan's a Rangers fan He's phoned in And he's angry about decisions That he saw If we're truly bothered About driving up standards And looking for solutions We need to get away From this notion That so many of us Have out there That the referees Are out to get my team It's yeah. my team That's on the receiving end Of bad decisions Watch the Premiership card from the weekend. That's not the case for any individual team. No, I totally agree. You know, there was a lot of mistakes, you know, made across the board. And, you know, I agree with Alan that the tackles in the Ross County game for me are extremely dangerous and one that need to be stamped out of our game. Um, you know, I think they've gone a long way, referees, in doing so. And the people who make the rules, I don't know how he got away with a booking for that. And I think, you know, as one professional to another, when you make that sort of tackle and you know you've you've done that, you know, to see a yellow card, Ross was probably thinking, "Wow, I've got away with one there," but it's 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 totally unacceptable. And referees need to—it's an easy decision. You know, we're not asking yeah. them to see round players or round corners, for uh, for example. So, for me, it, it wasn't acceptable. The referee had to make the the right decisions, and we need to find out why the referees aren't making the right decisions because, didn't they? They are ruining the game. They're, they're trialing values now in some of the Premiership games, and we don't find out the decisions. Mm-hmm. We don't find out who's actually who is yeah. the VAR that weekend. But I'd be fascinated to find out what those VARs are reporting back to the SFA. I wouldn't. It was our game. We've got enough. I think we've got enough madness no, on I, our hands. Because the, the VARs, if they are being honest, they will be reporting back to the SFA. Oh, they to have say, to. That's the process, so, isn't it? So, some of these decisions yep. are terrible. They're absolutely uh, terrible. Alan, John Lundstrom, Rangers have appealed that. Are you confident he'll win? Um, I, I don't detect uh, yet I mean they may say they're still considering it but don't seem as strong on Alfredo Morelos as a Rangers fan what was your take on his incident? Gordon, if I was Rangers I would transfer list Morelos tomorrow he's missed the men there's too many there's too many and this isn't going to please uh, Marvin if I was Rangers I would take a punt on Joel Nubley <laughs> oh yes take Alan, him away Alan you're doing so well <laughs> <laughs> he's a big he holds the ball up well He's got a presence He can bring players in He's got really good feet And he's got an eye for goal And it's something that Rangers don't have It really is I would sign him in a heartbeat What do you think Marvin? Not for sale that, That's the answer <laughs> At any price? No, nope, at any price um, Roger I- you're, you're kidding me Your manager's putting him in the back of that white transit van And get <laughs> Firing them along the M8 towards Ibrox I'm, in the off chance. I'm not sure he's taking the M8 when you get in the white van. You normally ain't coming back from that, Roger. <laughs> Since the day Alfredo Morelos landed here from Finnish football, Roger, it's been easy to get hysterical because the guy's blockbuster, right? Let's let's forget whether you that means good, bad, or somewhere in the middle. He is blockbuster. He's constantly involved in every way possible. He's not been sent off for almost three years. Alan says one misdemeanor too many. Rangers fans did they think he had turned a corner is that why they feel a bit let down at the weekend or what's the what's the overall feeling no I don't think they feel let down because of his disciplinary record Um, this red card has come off the back of a very disappointing frustrating annoying start to the season for Alfredo Morelos now Rangers are going into a run of fixtures which could well define their season away to PSV Eindhoven in the Champions League playoff on Wednesday night um, then Ross County and Queen of the South quickly But then they've got away games At Celtic Park, Tynecastle and Petaudry Coming very, very quickly And You know, they're huge fixtures in the calendar For Rangers In an ideal world, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have at his side 
a player who is the club's record goal scorer in the European history of the football club. A player who has scored 114 goals in 228 games. A goal every two games, Gordon. That's a great asset to have. But he's not a great asset to have if he's sitting suspended in the stand or if you have to keep him sat on the bench because of his fitness currently. Mm-hmm. It's a massive problem for Rangers. Now, he hasn't signed a contract beyond this season. No problem with that. And there's Ryan Kent. But if Ryan Kent was to come to Rangers, I'll draw a scenario to you. If Ryan Kent could come to Rangers in the next 10 days and say quite fairly to the club, listen, guys, I've had a great time here. I'm going to look for something else you know, beyond this season. So it's up to you how you deal with it. And Rangers could get their money back, probably get more money back in Ryan Kent. Talented young player, has done really well for Rangers, he's enhanced his reputation here and there's a saleable value to him. If Morelos comes and says, I'm not signing a new contract, who's going to buy him just now and for how much money? Yeah, I'm in total agreement. You know, the red card aside, I think he doesn't look like a player that's ready to contribute, you know, to Rangers Football Club at this moment in time due to his fitness and that that's a worry not only for the manager but also for his teammates. You know, I've played with players when when they came back and they're talisman and you think, right, here we go, we got them going. He doesn't look to me if he's working hard enough, you know, a, away from the ninety minutes on a on a Saturday. And Gio's right, you know, he didn't bring him on in, in, in Europe last time. You know, will he bring him on in the second leg? Maybe if they're chasing the goal. But I just don't think you can you can count on him to go on the pitch and contribute in the right way. And for a manager, that's a massive, massive mm. problem. Uh, thank you, Alan. I don't know about that sale uh, for Joel Nobley, but we'll try and get you a cut if it goes through. 01419511025. We are nowhere near done with the weekend's talking points. If you get your calls in now, we'll try and speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 If these phone lines are anything to go by We ain't going anywhere at 8 o'clock This might need to be a 6 hour epic After the weekend we've just had So keep the calls coming or tweet us At Clyde SSB I, I, I was going to say we're going to watch Man United Liverpool at 8 o'clock But I'm afraid Eddie will phone in and give us a row again Oh yeah we got a lot of stick last week For talking about English football too much Apparently Oh really? We obviously don't But you know yeah. It is what it is as they say uh, Who's up first? I think it was Scott in Broxbourne How's it going Scott? How you doing guys? I'm not too bad I'm not too bad uh, Right here we go I just sort of kind of let off some steam here <laughs> Just let off some steam here Now I think I've got a good idea With the referee situation Now I'll come back to that in a wee second If you don't mind Obviously Everybody knows That Lundstrom Never ascended enough In a million years uh, Alfredo I obviously, you know, kind of highly kind of debatable. Now, do you see when people are saying that Alfredo, you know, that's it, you know, sack him, you know, kind of put him up the backside and what have you else and, and what have you else. I've never heard so much nonsense in my life. Absolutely. I mean, to sell Alfredo would be nothing sort of absolute ludicrous. Me personally, he's lashed it. Maybe it's a bit of frustration. I don't know. But at the end of the day, great goal scorer. He's, he's one of your kind of talismanic players So to let him go mm-hmm. And to replace a man that has kind of goal scoring abilities Will set you back tens of millions Roger I'll, 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 I'll file that back to you Scott I'm not bothered for one minute If he lashes out and hits Cabraya And gets a red card He's not been sent off for three years So I, I, I don't agree with anyone who talks about His you know, disciplinary record etc 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 Not been sent off for three years but are you not worried about the shape and the fitness of Alfredo Morelos? When he's fit and he's looking good and he's on top of his game, 
He is a terrific player As I said earlier on in the show No one has scored more goals in Europe for Rangers Than Alfredo Morelos But he's not going to score goals in the shape he's in just now Right, that's very true But you need any kind of any player that's been out For about roughly four, five, six months That comes back straight away And always looks match sharp and the rest of it I'll take Alfredo a couple of games To get his match sharpness back And to get his fitness back up Now, bear in mind He had missed kind of quite a few months of the tail end of last season Obviously, you know, he's missed pre-season And I think he's played what He's played part about what Three games or so this season So he's been out for a long time So that match sharpness I mean you know Gordon knows Marvin knows Everybody knows That that sharpness will come back But it'll take a couple of games Problem is though It takes longer When you can't play the games Because you're suspended Obviously Yeah exactly And you know I don't think it's all down To match sharpness I get that 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 comes and goes But I think you know, players being fit and ready now You know, Especially at the top clubs You know, Celtic and Rangers Will have the best Sports science departments You could think of um, You know so Look at Kyogo, for example. You know, he was out for a long, long time at Celtic. He came back. I'm not saying he was match sharp straight away, but he, he looked fit. You know, he was able to play. He was able to go out there and contribute to the team. I think uh, Morales is, is so important to Rangers Football Club. You know, they need him to be fit. They need him raring to go. And like you said, Scott, you know, it's, it's one sending off in nearly three years. So it's not about the red card. I just think, you know, when his opportunities do come, Kotrolak is good, doing so well at this moment in time. He needs to be able to take them. And to be able to take them, he needs to be fit and ready. Um, Scott, we're doing pretty well. I think that's two minutes you've been on and not really much about the referee. I can tell you're desperate, though. Take it away. What I was about to say now, I'm sure this happened now. Roger probably knows better than me, but it was not about 10, 12 years ago that we brought in foreign referees. Oh, gee, remember that, Roger Hanna? I do. They come in from, was it Israel, Malta, Cyprus, Malta, yeah. Lithuania? They came, yeah, they came from all over. No, as you see me personally, just see this season, I, I'm not just talking about Rangers games, i.e., Don Robertson at Livingston, absolute joke. Uh, obviously, can I will I call him yesterday? No, there's been instances, I mean, obviously, in the boy yesterday with Ross County, that was wild, that tackle. But there's been kind of quite a few games, you know, like I say, it's not just Rangers or Celtic, or, you know, there's been a few other teams. See, to be honest, I actually feel as if that maybe, you know what, a good bit up the backside by getting a kind of couple of foreign airs, just like we did, you know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was, you know, give them a kind of couple of rounds of games. So then the refs will watch the game and they'll think, well, wait a minute, you know, I, you know, I would have did that, I would have did this. It's to give them that kind of proverbial bit up the backside. Marvin, is that a solution? No, not not for me. Um, I definitely agree that some of the decisions, you know, across the board this weekend, you know, weren't up to scratch. And I think the referees would be the first to admit that. But start talking about bringing in referees from, you know, foreign countries doesn't mean it's going to be any better. Look at the referee that uh, Rangers had away to I was, Union. Oh, I was just going to say that. You've stolen my thunder. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, hope we don't, I hope we don't bring that guy in. The guy <laughs> yeah. that looked at Connor Goldson's handball not only once, but got a second look on VAR and still thought it was a handball. He gets brought in. We'll get calls talking about how hopeless he is. This notion that the grass is always greener. It, it's definitely, definitely not. You know, I think our referees need, need more help. VAR's coming in, which is absolutely perfect. You know, I think with them not being full time is another thing. Um, you know, can we start introduce full time referees now? It's it's a big league. We've got teams doing well um, in European football now as well. So I think you know we had to invest some money into the infrastructure and get these referees to be full time because they do need more help. But you know, as you said, Scott, some of the decisions that we we saw across the weekend, you know, weren't acceptable. I, I, I hate criticising the referees, and you know, we laugh at Daz because Daz always defends them. But yeah, he's phoned in sick for tomorrow already. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when was a Scottish official? Last at a major tournament. Mm. When did a Scottish official 
last get a major European club fixture? I think that so, would be the part-time. Does the part-time element come into that? I mean, I think, you know, they have been refereeing in European competitions for the last few years. But, they not? but not at a really high level. And, you, you know, you wonder as well, there's guys like Bobby Madden just walked away from it, Scottish mm. refereeing and things. You, you just wonder, you know, what is actually going on there. And I, I would not even attempt to defend... Any of the bad decisions from the weekend, you couldn't. It's been a it's been a terrible weekend. That's why everyone feels so strongly. But you know, th- this idea that there is a silver bullet to fix it all is, is that a bit naive? You know, because we speak about VAR and we speak about full time refs. Well, and I'm sorry if Eddie and East Kilbride's listening, but we all watch English football. We said it earlier on. Kieran Trippier, same tackle as John Lundstrom, the full time ref gave well, it as a red card, the same as Willie Collum did. VAR helped him out. We're all, where are we? It's the 22nd of August And already there have been some laughable VAR decisions in the English Premier League Guys getting hauled to the floor by their hair and, and not even getting the decision Are we not a bit naive to think that It's all about our dud refs and our lack of VAR And it's all, sudden, all, well, all of a sudden we can fix it We'd be naive to think VAR equaled perfection I think VAR will help the game here um, Interestingly enough In the last couple of weeks I've seen a couple of younger referees. I saw a guy called Chris Graham up at Petaudry when your boys won there last week, Gordon. And on Saturday, I saw Craig Napier at Perth. I was actually speaking to Fraser Wishart, who, in the way home from the games at the weekend, and I think now I might get this chap's name wrong, was a lad McMenemy? McDermott. McDermott, that's who it was, who took the Dundee United St Mirren game. And Fraser was saying how well he had done. So there maybe is a new batch of young referees mm-hmm. coming through. Who are going to be superior to the current ones we've been used to for the last four or five years? When I saw him pop up on the highlights at the weekend, I realised that only a couple of years ago he refereed a cash for kids game between the staff in here and the staff at the local ASDA. And I thought, <laughs> good on him because he's gone up in the world uh, since well. since following Mark Wilson around uh, with his bright red face one night at Ravenscraig. But there we go. Um, right, Scott thinks foreign refs could be a, a solution. What do you think? I think all the solutions are getting thrown in, all the usuals. Uh, thank you to Scott and Broxburn. Ian's in the city centre. Uh, Ian, what's your point tonight? Uh, my point is, is that I think generally, uh, I don't know about Europe, but I think in Britain certainly the standard of refereeing is really, really poor. Um, I think it was uh, one of the low league managers in England said he was thinking about chucking it because the refereeing was that poor. Um, I mean, it is becoming an absolute joke, but I, I'm 100% serious. I think what I call him is he, he, the man is an absolute joke. He's, in, he, he's incompetent. He can't do his job properly. Everybody's talking about Morelis, getting rid of Morelis. I know it's a completely different thing for what he's done, but what happens to what I call him when he, he gives a ridiculous decision, what he did against John Lundstrom? And in my opinion, that cost Rangers two points in that game. And it's not just Rangers, it's Celtic. It's every game he, he, he plays. You seem to speak about what they call him or you're waiting on him doing something uh, crazy. And it seem, he never seems to let you down. I think he should be dropped down to the lower leagues. How far? I don't know, but he should be dropped down for a season. Until he gets his act together, we did we did joke Roger uh, the weekend. You know, before any of the big decisions, we were I was saying, oh, look, well, he's a, he's a showman, he's an entertainer, he's, he, and you kind of feel like maybe I meant it. You know, like when you when you look back yeah. on it, we've just covered it. What I really like about the callers tonight is they're all actually acknowledging. By the way, I saw that mistake for Ross County, and I saw this. So there's, it's not the usual. I mean, look, there's been a few suggestions of bias, but. It, 
a fairly good spread. But it, although all refs can make mistakes, there does seem to be a performative element to when Willie Collum does it. Is that unfair? No. Um, I think when he gets that red card out, he does it with more of a flourish than any of his um, refereeing colleagues. He certainly does it quicker than any of his refereeing colleagues. Um, and sometimes I just think, I, I think it looks better for referees, even if they've got in their head, right, I think that's a red card, just give yourself a second, two seconds. Go and speak to your linesman. Even if you're not going to consider his opinion, it looks as if you're giving it a wee bit more time and a wee bit more consideration rather than this mad rush to flourish the card and get people sent off. Um, so you, you were right, and I was actually nodding in the show on Saturday when you were saying that. And before anyone phones in, I don't think, and I've never thought, there's any bias or anything among referees. I don't think anyone's biased towards Rangers or biased towards Celtic or biased towards Motherwell, even if they live there. Um, I just think some of the decisions are, are just awful. Yeah, I mean, Marvel, like, I, I get it. People feel passionately about it and it's just funny because you go back to Robbie Nielsen's comments, for mm-hmm. instance, about, you know, Celtic had X amount of fouls um, and no cards and we had X amount of fouls and, you know, and loads of cards. And we said earlier, like, that in itself doesn't prove much. And I had a, a laugh when, to myself, I'm, I'm easily amused, when I saw the ever excellent Pine Bovril on Twitter talking about they had a league table and it was every team and the number of fouls they've committed per card yeah. this season. Now, top of the table, by uh, some distance, by the way, is Aberdeen. It takes Aberdeen 11 fouls to get a card this season. Now, you just know that nobody's phoning this show to say that there's a yeah, pro-Aberdeen you know bias. It's funny you say that because I was covering the Aberdeen game at Perth on Saturday. There were five bookings in the game and they were all for St. Johnson. Now, you look at that and you think, that, 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 that's really odd. But, but no one bats an no, eyelid because no, this no, is Planet when, Scotland. When you assess it, all the five bookings were, bookings. were justified. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't think... Of a challenge by an Aberdeen player That merited a booking And that's perfectly natural Because that's how football games can go and But our problem is If you view everything in your life Through the the prism of Celtic and Rangers You will lead yourself down these garden paths And think that everyone's out to get you Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying And, I, and I, I do agree with that But I've just had a thought in terms of referees And I think a lot of the frustration comes because you See if the referees came out afterwards and, and gave an interview and said You know what, I gave Lundstrom, for example, who's speaking about that tackle, a red card, because I thought this. I thought his studs caught the calf of John Lundstrom. Yeah, cause then you, at least you understand, you know... Well, what, uh, Martin Boyle, sorry. Yeah, what's, what's being said, and, you know, you kind of understand it from kind of their viewpoint, and you might not agree with it, but you say, do you know mm. what? I see what the referee's yeah. saying, etc. Do you et think it would help? Because I think the... What you hear, the, the, the objection to that is mm-hmm. that people will only be interested in what they've got to say when there's the perception that they made a mistake. You know, it'll be almost this like, oh, go on then, come on, explain that. The whole country thinks you got that wrong. And it, it becomes more about pointing the blame rather than it being a, a, a generally consistent process that, you know, that happens. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. But it needs to be, yeah, after every single game. You know, and let's, let's be honest, you know, we're having a laugh and a joke about it. Referees do get, you know, some things right and they make some tough decisions and. You know, they do do some good things in the game. So we're not here to say, you know, referees and, and assistant referees don't do anything right. But I just think the frustration comes sometimes when you, send, you see some of the tackles that have happened over the weekend and, and, you know, you never get any answers to them. You know, you can send an email if you're a football club and you'll get back, oh, you know, yes, we agree with that or we disagree with that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you've still lost a point. You've still lost three points, whatever it might yeah. be. It doesn't help you any further down the line. Um, Ian's and a lot of Ian's core points Roger again it's, it's the bingo cards out tonight it's this notion that refs should be dropped down or whatever you know Morelos will be suspended why Why won't Willie call him um, 
Is that is that an actual solution to driving up standards, or is that just a blame game? I know what you mean. That, that, this is always the cry when something like this happens. You know, dump them down into the championship for a week, or Marv would mm. have them in the Lowland League for a week. You know, and then what? Because I mean, based on this weekend, what, we're we're relegating about four four of the refs apparently well, from this weekend. So you got your qualifications. You, you, you won't see you won't see any difference this weekend because I think the way the SFA do it. No, they, I mean they, then, they, hypothetically, you know, they, they send out their, their weeks in advance. Yeah, yeah. A, mm-hmm. a few weeks in advance. You would like to think, and the SFA will never tell you. You know, I've always spoken in this show about the need for transparency and let people know what happens because, it, you know, it would save a lot of problems if you actually told people what was happening. Now, I suspect that over the last however many years you want to go back, that there have been instances of referees who have made high-profile errors, maybe three or four weeks down the line after they've done the other games that have been allocated to them. They probably do get put down to a championship or a League yeah. One game. Just taking out the public glare, if you like. That's mm-hmm. my point. I think if he would never tell you that, and, and is, it, is that not understandable? Do we really need a situation where the SFA issue a statement on a Monday and say breaking Willie Column will referee Brecon v Devonvale next week as a result of what does that do other than you know fuel the fire? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. You know, they don't need to come out and say uh, anything, but if they are going to you know demote the referees and the assistant referees, I hope they're helping them along with the process. Saying mm. this is the reason yeah. we're doing it. You know, we think you've made this wrong, etc, etc It's flying along tonight Thank you Ian, it was nice to speak to you 01419511025 got this wild idea Hear me out If you want to talk about your team's actual football performance at the weekend We could, we'll try it right, We'll try it next, let's see, let's see how we go 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 It's the kind of mad Monday night The Clyde One Super Scoreboard was made for Had Lots of talking points after the weekend So please get your calls in A joke before the break Although perhaps it was uh, not a joke And it'll come back to bite me If anyone actually wants to talk about You know like football performances Whether their team played well or not And whether it was, there were other things well, to consider well, Other than the ref What were the results at the weekend? I've sort of missed them <laughs> It has that feel about it I mean for in, the link, It's good to know though That there's a, a broad spectrum here James Gallagher says The ref was a joke at Capolo on Saturday And the linesman wasn't any better mm-hmm. <laughs> Well listen we may as well battle them all While we're at it uh, And Of all the solutions we've heard You know VAR Full time refs Foreign refs John Fallon says Bring back Bobby Madden There we go It didn't take as long <laughs> Long Long we, for him We could always Rather than demote the referees Why don't we bring Three of them in here at the weekend in a sort of job swap You know this weekend We've got the Mark Wilson derby At Tannadice And the United Celtic He did a bit of referee they, they Sort of training <laughs> thing so Mark Wilson they? in charge Get Daz Kilmarnock versus Motherwell Daz in charge At Ayrshire He gets slaughtered he's a, down he's a, he's a fat man And then that would leave Rangers And Ross County uh, Hugh Evans You could do that couldn't he? <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well listen can you get Dallas, Why not a few Kevin? You're bit. You're you'll be up to speed with the modern equipment. Can you get screw in studs and hush puppies? <laughs> nah, not yet. Not it's yet. coming. Right, we'll it's look coming. into that from <laughs> the weekend. Uh, right, Sam is a Celtic fan in the south side. What have you got for us tonight, Sam? Hi guys, how you doing? All right. Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, I you'll be glad to know I'm in to talk about referees again. Yes. Um, why not? As always, as always, the night. Uh, yeah. So it's just with regards to uh, Robbie Nielsen's comments at the weekend following the Celtic Hearts game. Um, in general, I thought the game was pretty fair. Didn't think there were too many refereeing decisions that 
were kind of out there, a bit bizarre or whatever. Um, that that including the the two double uh, two second yellows for the Hearts players. Um, so for after the game for Robbie Nielsen to kind of come out and say his comments that he needs a strong referee um, when you come to places like Parkhead and then kind of bringing up the goal at the uh, fouls tally compared to yellow cards for both teams. Um, I feel like he's kind of opening up a, a door there for, for comments from elsewhere to come in, um, commenting on things uh, within the game that actually didn't happen. Um, but I mean, um, just with regards to the, the bookings that Hearts received, I mean, I think one of the bookings that Hearts got, Liam Boyce, Joe, Joe Hearts went to take a, a goal kick and he's thrown the ball away. I mean, that's a yellow card all day long. Uh, the two first bookings for the boys, Civic, and I believe Caution mm-hmm. um, Both yellow cards all day long Late challenges And then obviously the second yellows as well Absolutely second yellows all day long So I, I just feel his comments after the game Weren't really helpful Didn't really reflect the way the referee played um, I just wanted to know what your kind of thoughts on it were yeah, Do you know what, just in case anyone hasn't heard let, Let's play a bit of Robbie Nielsen And try and add some context Sam Just in case people don't know what you're on about First of all, I was very, very proud of the players. I thought we made a number of changes and you know, it showed this, the strength in the squad that the guys came in and came here and matched Celtic for a long period, created a number of chances and you know, if it wasn't for you know, two red cards, we'd probably potentially take something for the game. But you know, Celtic are a very good team, we've got to give them credit, they'll control a lot of the game, but I thought we matched them for long periods. Straight late in the game, get a couple of red cards, a couple of suspensions. <laughs> you know, when you come here, you need strong referees, and you know if you don't get that, then it can be difficult at times. You know, we made eleven fouls, get two red cards, and five bookings. Celtic made twelve fouls, and they get nothing. You know, so that's that's the difficulty when you come to Glasgow that you need. You know. That strength And I don't think We had it today Those comments Open a can of worms Says Sam In the south side Roger Would you Agree or disagree um, Well listen There are comments That I've heard Robbie Nielsen Saying before When he comes to Glasgow You need a strong referee Etc mm-hmm. etc et I think mostly The bit about the Correlation between Fouls and cards I think yeah, that's the bit That Sam's no, on about Well I've just said to you I was at St Johnson Aberdeen St Johnson Five bookings Aberdeen Zero bookings that's just the way the game went. You know, and another day, it could be five Aberdeen bookings and none to St. Johnson. And, you know, sometimes that's the way it goes. Every game you go to, Gordon, it's not three bookings aside or a red mm-hmm. card per mm-hmm. side. Sometimes that's just yeah. the way it is because that's the way the fouls mm-hmm. go and that's the severity of the fouls. And I think that's what happened at yeah. Celtic Park. I think the spotlight's been put more specifically, though, because I don't know what the foul tally was between St. Johnson and, and Aberdeen, but Robbie Nielsen's. Like I say, drawing a direct link, a correlation between fouls committed and bookings. Even though Sam's just mentioned one, Liam Boyce's was for throwing the ball away. Sam yeah. says so. That would be a good example of why you can't you can't draw. What if, what if another one's for dissent and another one's yeah no, for something else? Exactly. Like you can't do it, and I get it. You know, emotions are high after the game, and you know, Robbie said what he said, and, and Sam's came on here and articulated himself perfectly. You know, he's described the bookings and, and why they are bookings. And like you said, you can't say just because a team's had 11 fouls that they should be, uh, they should be bookings. Because sometimes, you know, it could be a, a shoulder bash to the back or something like that. That's, that's not a bookable offence. You know, I get the frustrations that Robbie has. But, um, you know, I, I can't agree with him on this one. It's funny you say that, Roger, because again, I refer back to that table that Pye and Bovril tweeted today. Apparently, bottom of that league uh, would be St. Johnson. They get a card every 3.5 fouls. I'm not sure we'll get Callum Davidson on to suggest there's an anti-St. Johnson <laughs> 
conspiracy out there, will we? Um, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Well, uh, if you're going to have a table like that, somebody's going to be top exactly. and somebody's that's, going that's, to that's be the bottom of it. And you can read into that anything you like. Um, Sam, go on, right? Let you, this is the last comment of the first hour. We've had nothing, next to nothing about performances and players and all the rest of it. How did the game go yesterday? Um, I with relation to Celtic, I thought Celtic played okay. Um, first half, I think we were kind of always in control of it. Second half, maybe a wee bit less so when Hart started to bring on players like Shankland and things like that, um, Barry Mackay. Um, but over the course of it, I don't really think Hearts looked as if they were ever causing Celtic too many problems. I mean, I don't even think they, they registered a, a shot on target, not to my memory anyway. Um, Celtic were a bit wasteful, could have had a couple more. But yeah, I think a, 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 kinda, a 2-0 result, by and large, kinda, is, is probably the correct result. Good man, yeah. Sam. It was nice to speak to you. That was Sam in the South Side. Hopefully we'll do that again. Some good points well made. I know someone who would take a 2-0 win tonight, that's for sure. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It's not Roger Hanna, for goodness sake. He wouldn't settle for such mediocrity, but Marvin <laughs> Bartley oh, yes, I would. needs all the help he can get to 01419511025. Are you still unbeaten this season? Yeah, I, I am. That's what I was going to say. Give me some credit, please. Uh, he's actually in, he's, he's got his game face on. He's here with his Livingston <laughs> track. He's actually got his Livingston tracksuit on. Absolute Straight embarrassment wearing that Straight after from work. Defeated at the home of football no, at the weekend. No, nothing would make me happier than if a man called John McCrossan phoned in to do beat the pundit <laughs> against Martin. <laughs> Come Martin. on, John, let's do it. That would be absolutely fantastic. You right in your place. That would be you brilliant. deserve you can have a laugh. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Play one super scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Roger Hanna are here at so 01419511025. We have tried to get through some of the refereeing decisions from the weekend. Marvin's let loose on the one that cost uh, Livingston in his mind. I've just not yet told him that Motherwell <laughs> should have had another penalty uh, in that game and these things even themselves out. So we'll maybe get to that, which will be good fun. And if there's anyone else out there who wants to whinge about refs and get it all off their chest, look, look, fine, let's do it. It's all good fun up to a point. And also let's try and talk actual football What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? Let us know Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time Marvin Bartley's not lost all season Roger yeah. Hanna's not lost in about <laughs> Two years Let's see what Craig and Kilmarnock can deliver tonight Craig, how are you? Uh, not bad, not bad Have you ever played before? Uh, no, right, no. Okay, avoid Roger Hanna. That would be my advice, but you don't get the choice. So toss the coin. Uh, heads, it will be Roger. Tails, it will be. Look at the state of this guy, Come on, Roger. I just want to make sure he it's fair. You don't get that type of behaviour from Gordon DL or Hugh Keevan. Civilised gentleman. So you can't see over the screen, that's why. <laughs> and Gordon's never been described as a gentleman in his life either. No. Heads. He's, he's on his, for those who can't see Because this is radio And that's the way it works Marvin is straining his calves He's on his tiptoes To make sure I don't lie about the coin But I heads is who? Who's heads? Roger Okay perfect That side of the studio Why? Is always heads Okay Oh, it's heads. Oh, I'm oh, absolutely nah. buzzing. Roger, do your thing, buddy. Ah, sorry, Craig. Let's give Roger some Clyde too, so that he can hear what's going on. You've got 30 seconds, Craig. Just answer as many as you can. And as no always, worries. you're welcome to pass and move on if you don't know, okay? Yep. 
Good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now In what year was James Tavernier Named Rangers captain? Uh, 2017 How many Celtic centre-backs Have scored in the league this season? Two Name any player to receive a red card In the Scottish Premiership at the weekend uh, Ross Callaghan Apart from Celtic Who are the only SPFL side On maximum league points? Uh, Name the most recent sponsors of the Scottish Cup Okay, okay, okay Let's bring back Roger Can you hear us? Yeah, I've got you Same set of questions, shall we? Yep Let's go In what year was James Tavernier Named Rangers captain? 2018 How many Celtic centre-backs Have scored in the league this season? Three Name any player to receive a red card in the Scottish Premiership over the weekend. Morelos. Apart from Celtic, who are the only SPFL side on maximum league points? Oh. Dumbarton. Name the most recent sponsors of the Scottish Cup. William Hill. Who was the, what was the score the last time Celtic and Rangers played a League Cup final? Quickly, quickly, quickly. 1 0 to Celtic. Okay. Craig, what's the verdict? Back, I don't know. I don't know. I was too slow, I think. So was Gordon. Mm. Well, you got through. Look at he was ready. Well, you got through more questions than Craig, so it would be a strange time to point that finger. Uh, in what year was James Tavernier named Rangers captain? Twenty eighteen. Roger got it. Craig didn't. So that's your level because you do, of course, start on minus one. Um, how many Celtic centre backs have scored in the league this season? Morris Jens has scored. Carl Starfield scored. Stephen well. Welsh has scored It's three Craig I'm afraid Craig went two Roger moves one in front Easiest question of all time In case you <laughs> haven't heard John Lundstrom was sent off Alfredo Morelos Ross Callaghan Alex Cochran Toby Civic And He's at you Dylan. I wasn't playing today Are you joking me? No who was it? One of your Hey <laughs> Come on <laughs> Dylan uh, Balambula you know better than me, right? Okay, so you both got that right. So I'm afraid it's a three minus one. So two one to Roger at this point. Apart from Celtic, the only SPFL side on maximum league points is Dumbarton, Craig. I told you he's a sad wow. He knows everything. Uh, the most recent sponsors of the Scottish Cup. I'm angry at uh, producer Chris for doing this to me. I mean, it is William Hill, but I think they did bring in a sponsor for the la- for, for like the semis and final last year. What was the company called? Was it KDM or something? Anyway, um, and I think that's what it was called. Anyway, um, but we'll, t- we'll accept William Hill. Uh, the score the last time Celtic and Rangers played a League Cup final was 1 0 Celtic. Christopher Julian's goal. Uh, we had a few calls about the referee that night as well, if memory yes. serves me. Uh, so it's a 100% record for Roger Hanna Craig. You can't really do much about that, can you? No, no. Apart from hope that he gets out more. Don't, don't worry Craig I'll be getting out more I've got new neighbours Stop it Don't do this to me <laughs> Don't do this to me In front of the nation did you, did you know that's Marv? No Oh yeah yeah. New, I've got new neighbours mm. Oh Gordon We're making dinner with them I've, I've left Gordon DL For, for <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing in the world Oh dear It's tragic Anyway um, Well you know what we do If you get them all right We go and see if you can get the ten Roger Hanna Ready? Okay yeah Name any Scottish team David Weir played for before Rangers. Hearts. Who's currently bottom of the Scottish Championship? Arbroath. In what decade did Aberdeen last win the Scottish top flight? The 80s. Name any host country of the 2026 World Cup. The USA. 
<laughs> 10 out of 10 that <laughs> Oh wow Got to take your hat off to him You do Honestly He's a bigger minus I thought it was minus 2 before That's a good idea And you're like No 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 They tried this Nonsense once Marvin He lost and I was in <laughs> We tried it once on minus 2 And he actually <laughs> It backfired spectacularly Okay so he's going back to minus but 1 come on If he's knocking out 10 ah, out of 10s like he's that He's too good That's yes. That's not fair We need to do something about this And I'll, I'll have a minus 1 all right, you're not ready for that <laughs> yet. No chance, absolutely no chance. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get your calls in, please. Let us know what is on your mind. Uh, very quickly, go on. Then we'll try it. Mm-hmm. Morelos, Lundstrom, penalties, Bashiri. I get all that. Rangers drop points, and now Celtic have the early advantage. What do you make of that? It's early doors, isn't it? Very, very early, early in the league. If you're going to drop points, you know, probably the perfect time to do it. Um, I don't think Rangers will be too worried about that. Um, I think it was always a difficult game going to Easter Road, let alone going down to nine men. A huge game on Wednesday as well that the players, they're only human. You know, they had one eye on that for sure. That That's the biggest game for them, you know, within the last kind of seven days since the, since the first leg. Um, but yeah, as I said, Rangers won't be too worried about that. If they can get to the Champions League, Bring a little bit more money in. I'm sure they'll make another one or two signings, and you know they'll be full steam ahead for the for the league title after that. I think we've managed to convince one Rangers fan to give us a brief thought on the the performance, Roger. And that one fan said they thought Rangers were comfortable, they thought they were decent, and basically putting words in the mouth, but it, it was the ref that swayed it. At the weekend, you know, when we opened the lines on Saturday, there was a bit more criticism about Rangers' performance from Rangers fans oh, yeah. and, and the failings I, on the pitch. I didn't think they were great. Um, I don't think Celtic were great yesterday either Though that needs to be said and l- Listen Mark, we, we, we could stand here and say Oh you know, we've been the doom mongers And Rangers are two points behind And they've got to go to Celtic Park you know, And they could be five points behind by the first weekend in September But think back 12 months Celtic lost three of the first six games last season And then won the league by five points So we're very very early in the campaign uh, Rangers did blink first As I think we said on Saturday Of the two old firm sides but there's plenty of time for them to, to come back. Uh, 01419511025 is the phone number you need. Twitter is at Clyde SSB as well. Let's see who's first up, first through after uh, Beat the Pundit. I think it's James in Stirling. How's it going, James? Uh, not bad. Good evening, pal. Hello. Hi, James. Uh, right, OK, I've got a couple of points here Go and I've uh, written them down for. So I'm going to cover... Uh, the bookings, the referees, uh, VAR, and then the performance that you're absolutely take that it away. Okay, so the bookings. I watched the Rangers game, uh, and for me, uh, Morelos, yeah, definite red card, silly challenge. Uh, Lundstrom, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that is something that you need to to look at because where he made the challenge in the park, there was absolutely no need for it. Uh, he should have stayed on his feet and tracked the player. Uh, they were deep into the, into the second, into the opponent's half, and I think it was just a silly chance to be making at that point. Uh, so I can understand if the referees maybe not sighted it and 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 thought he's, he he has really clipped him uh, and deliberate foul, you know. Uh, so that could have went either way. Uh, as far as Looking then at the referees are concerned, I, I think some of the, the players should be uh, at least told before they go out the reputation of certain referees if they're going to be a bit card happy for certain things too quick to to bring it out, you know, and and try and uh, at least then because you're not going to not all referees 
are going to act exactly the same. So uh, I think a wee bit more awareness for the players there, uh, just not to get sent mm. off for silly little things. You know, you would like to think though. James, that they're all trying to just uphold the rules. I mean, I know there will be stats that show that some refs give more cards than others, but you know, does John Lundstrom does he really have time, or whoever it is, really have time to think? Right, I might slide here. Hold on, oh, it's Willie Collum, so I won't. Is that really going to take place? No, no. I think maybe if they're warned before they go out in the public, Willie will get a red card if you do something silly like that. But. As far as then, when it comes to the performance of Rangers, I don't think it was necessary for them to be making that challenge in that area of the park, to be honest with you. It's interesting, you know, because James is a Rangers fan, for yeah. what it's worth, and everyone doesn't need to be Rangers fans. All the mm-hmm. pundits all think John Lundstrom hard done by. It's the first mild criticism we've heard of John Lundstrom, but I want that you'll, you'll know more than me. Could he have caught Martin Boyle? No. And that's why he does no, it, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And, and James wants him to track him, but. Easier said than done. Yeah, I get what James is saying, but you know, next minute Martin Boyle's on, on the edge of your box, and you're thinking, why don't John Lundstrom stop him high up the pitch and, and take the booking for it, which it should have been. You know, you see players pulling other players back when these sorts of things happen. You see players sliding in to try and stop them. That for me cannot be a red card. You know, and I, I said it earlier, and those tackles, I made so many of those tackles in my career. And as I said, if I was playing centre midfielder with John, I'd have said, you know, well done for stopping the counter attack. It's only when the red card was produced, everyone starts to think, wow, how's he been sent off for that? So I get what you're saying, James, but I, honestly, in, in that sort of area, I think 10 times out of 10, you know, managers would even be saying to you, like, like, just stop them, just stop the counter-attack at that point before they get closer to our goal. And like you said, he was Martin Ball was in zone defending half. For me, it, it could have never have been a red card. And, you know, there's not many players in the league if anyone's going to catch Martin Ball when he gets into full flight. Uh, I'll, get the, I'll do the boring bit, Roger. I'll get the rule book out. Because that's, like I said, that, that's what refs have to be holding every challenge up against. Actually, you know, the comparisons with Jake Doyle Hayes or with anyone else, interesting for us. But in the moment... Willie Collin can't really be thinking about Jake Doyle Hayes He needs to be thinking about the kind of checklist in the rules So what would have got John Lundstrom sent off Is a serious foul play offence A tackle or a challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent Or uses excessive force or brutality Must be sanctioned a serious foul play So any player that lunges uh, from the front side Or from behind using one or both legs With excessive force or endangering the safety uh, of the opponent So it did none of that for you? No and you as well, Marvin Barley. And, no. and neither did the Doyle Hayes one. Now, people, yeah. we're, we're, we're drawing comparisons. Now, if Willie believes that the Lundstrom mm-hmm. challenge ticked some of the boxes that you've just mentioned... It's why didn't... Then that, the Doyle yeah. Hayes challenge ticked the same boxes. It's the consistency. I would be less annoyed with the whole thing, actually, if he'd sent the two of them off or had... You know, had booked the two of them mm-hmm. because the consistency is it's just a glaring lack of consistency. Let's try and not make this about John Lundstrom or Rangers or Hibs or Celtic or whatever for a minute. I do wonder is football heading in a direction that that tackle might might be a red card in in the future? I mean, and I know Willie Collum gave it mm-hmm. as one. We all watch that now because we were, were you know we watch football for a long time and you see it and you think no, that's not a red. Do you think that? Are we moving towards a time when that threshold changes just because the nature of the... I don't know, I know they've tried to take intent out of it, haven't they? But you get where I'm going with that. That sort of... You're never getting the ball, you kick someone. It's it's a, it's a really good point. I think it was Jamie Carragher made that point last night on the TV that there will I was come busy a day... moving house, I didn't they, see it. Well, <laughs> they will, uh, there'll come a day very soon when that challenge... He was using the Trippier on De Bruyne, yeah. when that challenge is a straight red card. 
but that just shows for, you for this, the point that you, you're making, Gordon. That shows you at this moment in time, though, it's it shouldn't be deemed a red card because they went to VAR, the referees re-looked at it, got it wrong, and given it as a yellow card. So that shows this moment in time. I get what you're saying. In the future, it might be mm-hmm. going that way, but oh, at yeah, the moment, it, shouldn't, that, it should be a yellow oh, card. Oh yeah, listen, that was just my own curiosity. Yeah. I wasn't suggesting John Lundstrom should have been uh, should have been sent off, um, mm. James. The madness of all this is it's twenty past seven. Rangers got a penalty to set them on their way. Hibs felt like they should have had one, and we've not even got to them yet. So, as a Rangers fan, what do you think of them? What was Rangers a penalty? Should Hibs have had one? Oh, he's gone right in the moment. You two can answer the question for him. Um, well, I said in the show on Saturday, I didn't think either of penalties. You didn't? No. And I, I, you know, the, I think you'd actually made. The comment I, I was driving to it wasn't until I got to Perth that I saw the two of them, and you'd made the comment, Gordon, that it's a contact sport. Does every contact have to mm-hmm. be a foul? Well, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there was contact between Bashiri and Cholak. I didn't think there was enough contact yeah. to merit a penalty. It's a really interesting one, Marvin, because that a lot of people might feel that way, but he does also obviously put his arms round Cholak, and, and why has he done that? You know, so. Yeah. Good job, I'm not your assistant referee, because I'd have been flagging for both of those to be given as penalties. So really? you'd have to make, yeah. <laughs> both? Okay. I, I, I think, I think. Both so, Hibs, of them. so Hibs have been hard done by there then. Yeah, well, I, I think, yeah, I think both are both are penalty kicks. I think the Rocky one, as he said, you know, he puts his arms around him, and people are now saying, "Oh, the ball's going back to Marshall." I get that, but as a defender, sometimes you act off instinct. The ball goes past Rocky, thinks, "Wow, I need to stop the striker for a split second. That's enough to stop him, you know, going on his way. Was there much contact? No, it wasn't a great deal, but for me, it's mm-hmm. still a penalty kick, and the, the same thing. The, the, the comment so I made on Saturday was: there's more contact between Cholak and Bashiri at every single corner or every single free kick than there was yeah, then. Was, it, and also, what's the difference between what Tavernier was doing to Bashiri compared to what Paul Hanlon was doing to Tavernier behind well, him? Is that, is that not the is that not the problem then, Marvin? Because if you second one does the does the presence of Paul, Paul Hanlon, Hanlon on his shoulder yeah. does that does that somehow make what James Tavernier's doing not a a penalty that was sort of the view that Dermot Gallagher took on Sky Sports today I watched it and he was you know essentially saying that you know that they're all at it and therefore it's not yeah but I mean obviously he you know he's a qualified referee um, and obviously refereed at the top level but <laughs> it's never stopped you criticising yeah. them before <laughs> that's true I can't afford another fine um, but no I, I I do think that they were both punties I, I get you know Paul Hannon was on, on Tavernier's shoulders um, which obviously you know knocked on to him putting down Rocky but I think, you know, once you give him the first one, for me, that they're both penalty kicks. Um, so, mm. you know, Roger, as I said, if I was your assistant referee, I'd have been flagging wildly. <laughs> John is in Falkirk. Take it away, John. What's your point tonight? Hi. Um, just listen to you talking about the John Lindstrom thing. Yes. Talking about serious foul play. And I'm quite aghast, actually, to be honest. You've never actually considered violent conduct as an offence. Yeah, but that's when the players—that's that's when a player's not challenging for the ball, isn't it? I mean, that it, what he, he wasn't sent off for violent conduct; it was for serious foul play. I, and do you know that? Like, have you spoken to the referee? Um, I don't tend to phone Willie Collum personally. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you're making an assumption. So there's two options. As as a former referee, there's two options you have. Yeah. Serious serious foul play, mm-hmm. serious foul play, or violent. Now, if you just look at what you did, it's basically a physical assault. Oh, come on, John. Uh, right. 
the, 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 and I bow to your superior knowledge. You've made it very clear that as a former ref, you will know much more about these things than we do. But in my humble understanding, my layman's understanding, the difference would be violent conduct is when a player is not challenging for the ball. So it's essentially an off-the-ball incident. I'm, John Lundstrom's was not violent I'm, conduct. I'm going to go with John for a minute, right? See John, just playing devil's advocate, see John is correct, and that is a red card, right? Just stay with me here. Say John is correct and John Lundstrom is a red card. Fair enough. So therefore, why is Jake Doyle Hayes, Ross Callaghan and Kieran Trippier not red cards? Because I'll tell you why. Because every single law of the game begins with in the opinion of the referee and thereafter it's up to interpretation. So therefore, the one man that really counts on the field that day is the referee and he made his opinion. And in his opinion, the, the Hibs player did not deserved to go off but in his opinion he saw the tackle by John Lundstrom as being something that deserved a red card and until you have the referee to come out and explain his decision then you can talk about it all you want. Yeah but John, violent conduct, you know, that's when it, the use of excessive force or brutality how, how could anyone think, and like I say when it's not challenging for the ball so fine, of course everything's open to interpretation but how could you interp- you or anyone else interpret that as being more likely to be violent conduct than it is serious foul play? Okay then let me go back to somebody else who does a headbutt but they get sent off? Yeah, because it's off the ball. You're not challenging for the ball when you stick your face into someone else's face, are you? I honestly don't know where you read all this stuff. I don't know where you read all this stuff. These are just interpretations and guidelines. I love just the IFAB rules of football. That's what I've got in front of me. I don't know if that's the right place. You may be able to point me to somewhere more reliable. Well, it's interpretations of it. No, I get that, but it's it is it's also in black and white that violent conduct is when a player uses excessive force or brutality against an opponent when not challenging for the ball. So that would be your headbutt. So you've just tried to liken a headbutt to John Lindstrom's tackle. And John, I'm tr- I, like, I appreciate it's all about opinions, but that that to me seems quite factual. I okay then. Can I stop you there? You actually made the assumption that John Lundstrom was a tackle. I don't think that was a tackle. Yeah, no, you John, said it was an assault. Yeah, it was. It was a physical assault. If you look back at it, there was no way he was getting the ball. He didn't even go for the ball, so it's not a tackle. It, it, it wasn't a tackle. He decided to take the player out from the rear, and that's all he did. It I, was a physical assault for me. It's violent conduct. I'm, I'm with you here, John. So should Jake Doyle Hayes have been sent off? Well, I... I wasn't talking about that when no, I no, 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 no. I know you weren't, I'm, but I am now. Would you have said if you're sending off Lundstrom, should Jake Doyle Hayes also have been sent off? I'm trying to remember the incident. It's very, very similar to the assault uh, that John Lundstrom carried out. No, it's not actually. I'm actually remembering it now. I would say no. He didn't deserve to be sent off. No. Have you seen the one at Ross County? No, nope, not seen that one. So no. what? What about if you if you remember Jake Doyle Hayes? What made what? What was less severe about his in comparison to John Lundstrom's? But then, but then you, you see, you're missing the point. No, no, John, you are quite blatantly just avoiding the question. You've just said that John Lundstrom should have been sent off and Jake Doyle Hayes shouldn't. So I'm asking you to just explain it for us because you, you are the former ref, we are not. So what would the, why is that of a, a lesser severity? No, I, I never said that. What I said was that Willie Collum was correct in giving the red card to John Lundstrom and he was correct and giving the yellow card to the other player. That's what I'm, so therefore it was a less severe tackle by Jake Doyle Hayes, and I'm just asking you simply to point out what was less severe about it. 
I think you're missing my point. Oh, geez, right, we're going around in circles. Thank you, John. That was an absolute pleasure. 01419511025. Marvin, any thoughts? <laughs> I don't know what John was on about there, and he just refused to answer any questions at all. I, I really do love Scotland and Scottish football. It, it's, and there's some really fantastic characters out there, and John's right up there for me. You've just said that you used to do that John Lundstrom tackle all the time. So you were a serial assaulter. Assault, like, come on. Like, and, and I want to say to John, has he ever played the game? You know, He's a former rifle, have you? Yeah, not? I know, but has he ever played the game? Because if you think that's an assault, then we're in, again, we're in massive trouble. Please, Scotland, are listening. You'll find Marvin Bartley at Clyde Bank <laughs> Business Park, five past eight. We'll see you then. Taking your calls on Scottish football, 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's just Roger Hanna now. Marvin Bartley's been handcuffed and huckled <laughs> into a van uh, for years of assaulting fellow professionals on the pitch. So he's gone, but Roger Hanna's still here. And if one man can handle the full-time teaser on his own, then it is Roger Hanna. So let's see how we go tonight. It was John Smith, your old adversary, that sent this one in uh, tonight to fulltime at Clyde1.com. Simple enough sounding. Can you name the 12 Steve Stevies Stevens currently managing in the top four divisions of Scotland or England? Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard. For how much longer? Mm, that's interesting. Well, you shook hands with him on Saturday, I hope. Stephen Hamill. What a man. What a man. Tactical masterclass on Saturday. And a man you used to say that about... Stephen Robinson Yeah Okay we'll leave it there Pretty simple question I'm looking for The 12 Steve Stevies or Stevens Currently managing In the top four divisions Of Scotland or England Gerard Hamill and Robinson So far We'll get the rest Very soon I hope um, Let's speak to Frank Who's on the line As a Celtic fan What is your point tonight Frank? Evening Gordon Evening Roger um, Good luck with the new house there Gordon by the way Oh thank um, oh, By the way Marvin is also still here I was just joking <laughs> Oh, is he still there? Yeah, Sorry. It's, it's, it's only a matter of time to he moves around the corner from us as well. I, I, I thought he'd been huckled even, Marvin. Sorry, I can't leave you out. Um, I, I like to think in the years I've been on the phone and I, I give quite a leveled, honest opinion. And my point to the producer at the start was uh, I'm like what I'm seeing in Scottish football just now on the field. I think we've got um, a very strong Celtic team, on team. I think Rangers, Pro. Last year, with the run to the Europa League final and the squad that they've got under uh, Van Bronckhurst, they're a good team. Hearts are looking good and hopefully um, get into the Europa League group stages. We could have two Scottish teams in the Champions League um, group stages, but at least we'll have three teams in the groups. I think Scottish football on the pitch is looking good. However, as per the first 90 minutes of the show, um, I think the real concern is the officiating and it doesn't just stem from this weekend, it's been all season, there's been absolutely horrendous calls um, by officials all season long, but this weekend typified it, and I think as an honest fan you, you look at Marvin's team I mean, how a linesman can give a handball decision through a player is baffling the two tackles up at Ross County were absolute shockers and early call I made the call they were career ending tackles certainly second one was um, the Habs Rangers game which has got all the sort of attention in the media Winstrom was never a red card in a million years and that's, that's just an honest football opinion um, you could have said the Habs penalty decision could have been a penalty but the reality is it probably wasn't the Rangers won 
yeah, the defender gives the referee a decision to make, puts his two hands on him, but he throws himself down like he's been shot. Um, the Celtic game where Robbie Nielsen comes out like the moaner he is, and I have to say, I've said it before in this, I just can't believe some of the stuff that comes out of the guy's mouth at times, but the Heart Celtic, uh, Celtic Hearts game, the worst decision in that full match is not even as I mentioned yet. And you know what I'm going to say if you're watching it? The offside decision against Kyogo in that game was mm. absolutely baffling. He was two yards onside. Um, yes, eventually dies down and the ball kind of goes out. But that, it's just a baffling decision. The, the bookings, the red cards were all bookings. Scottish football just now really needs to have an inquest into the standard of um, referees and officials. Is the standard at an all-time low? Or do we need to be mindful of the fact that the scrutiny is at an all-time high? The scrutiny is at an all-time high, no doubt about it. No matter what you do, this in the public eye, whether it's being a referee, whether it's being being a player, manager, coach, whatever else. You know, everyone's got an opinion on things, um, so there's no doubt about that. I agree, Frank, uh, to a certain extent. I think they need more help. You know, I, again, I found it quite surprising that they're not full-time. Um, I think, you know, somewhere we need to find the money to. If we can't make the more experienced ones full-time, because I know they have good jobs alongside it, et cetera, et cetera. The young ones who are coming through, um, you know, can we make, you know, Roger spoke about them earlier, can we make them full-time? You know, can we, if we want to improve our game, if we want to give them the best possible opportunity of bringing in VAR, et cetera, can we make the younger ones full-time? You know, and again, in years to come, the game will improve. It's a very, very difficult job being a referee, no doubt about it. And, you know, I was laughing and joking earlier, but I do it sometimes in training. And you do get decisions wrong, and that's with, with no crowd there, with no one on social media saying, or you know, calling up the radio or pundits on the radio saying, oh, you know, how badly have you got this decision, etc. So it is a very, very difficult job they are doing. I just think they need more help. I mean, Roger, the Frank says the worst decision at Celtic Park yesterday hasn't been discussed, and it was an offside given against Kyogo. Mm. Is that at least? Can we take any comfort from the fact that VAR should it all pretty much clear clear those up? You know. We don't really know for sure about Lundstrom or the tackles at Ross County or whatever because yeah. there's that level of interpretation. Hopefully, ones like that or ones like whatever, you know any other offside, yeah. we should be getting close to getting them yeah, cleared up. We should. And I've always been in favour of things that help officials get the decision right. Think you know things like goal line technology. There's never any doubt now. Ball crashes down off the crossbar. You know because it clicks in the referee's watch. You know it's a goal or not, and, and that this helped. Mm. And I think VAR will help you. You still get there was a silly one with Odds and Edward at the weekend. I think Palace against Villa, where a goal was scored. Edward was involved in the build up, and the goal got called off because Edward's shoulder or the mm. top of his arm was offside. Mm-hmm. You're going to get ones yeah. like that, but as long ultimately as he's offside. Ultimately, he's offside. He is. Now, whether we think it's fair or not, ultimately that's the rule. Yeah. He's offside. So I think VAR. Will clear up things like the Kyogo offside from yesterday. Just a personal thing, Marvin. I've always, I've always managed to kind of make my peace with those because I, j- I get it. Yeah. You know what? It's a marginal offside decision. Mm-hmm. Players can sometimes be moving in opposite directions from each other, and the ref is or the linesman's having to look at where the ball is and when it's played, and two guys moving in different directions and maybe rocks of bodies. So I, I get that. I feel like until we've got VAR. You just need to roll with the punches on them a bit. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's very, very tough. And, you know, the game's getting quicker by the season as well. So, you know, as annoyed as that decision Frank would be, it is difficult for a linesman in that situation. And I don't want to go back to our game, but I'm just saying in our one, when the penalty was given, you have to be sure, 100% sure it's hit a player's hand. And that's the ones I think that frustrate fans and managers and, and everyone else in between because, you know, you, you can't give those decisions. But I get it. You know, Kyogo won. Yes, he was onside when we slowed it down and, and it was paused. 
Um, but for the linesman, it's very difficult. The ball's being played. Mm. You're trying to look at two things at once. And, you know, he just deemed it was offside. Maybe going to open up a whole different discussion here, Frank. But I'll put that same one back to you about scrutiny. Because social media now, every incident's out there. Every incident slowed down. Everyone has seen every incident. As an example, without getting anyone in bother. There are a lot of people who are not Celtic fans that saw that Celtic game yesterday or saw, you know, lots of it and different. But yes, I know there are highlights, but... Some of the calls earlier are suggesting they've seen incidents that weren't even part of the highlights package. The technology is opening up all sorts of avenues for, for decisions to get picked up on. So Frank, I wonder how sure are you that the standard's worse and how much of a contributing factor might it be that the intensity of the spotlight that's on it all now? It's a fair challenge given the advancement in technology, social media, numerous replays, uh, um, yeah, I, I do think that's fair. Fair comment, um, and people are picking up stuff that was never done before. And the other thing is, that a lot of people pick up as well as mobile phones in stadiums as well, give you some extra footage and stuff like that. But um, I, I do think there's some really horrendous. I'm sure it was Marvin's team up at Aberdeen. There was a penalty or a not penalty in that game that probably was the worst decision of the season for me. I'm sure it was somebody get clattered at the edge of the box, and it was the clearest penalty. I've seen it might not have been Livingston, but if it was, Marvin will know the, the decision I'm talking about. It was horrendous. Like The guy was totally wiped out and the penalty wasn't given. But anyway... Um, no, I don't think it was Livy because he would be singing and dancing about it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the other thing I was going to say, I mean, nobody's mentioned uh, the sly flick of the boot that happened before Marauders got sent off um, that a linesman missed as well. So you, you're probably right about the, the, the attention. I've just I've just typified your argument there by saying <laughs> that because that, that would never have been picked up. But he probably could have got sent off for that for his VR, never mind swinging his arm five minutes later. But yeah, that's a fair comment. Um, and I, I couldn't argue either way. I just think that this weekend was a, a real shocker for the guys um, and the black jerseys. Um, but yeah, let, let's just focus on the good stuff in Scottish football. I think we've got a good product and lots of good, exciting teams. And uh, yeah. Let's um, keep keep focusing on that Maybe rather than these dodgy officials Well said I think it's the new strips I told you day one of the season Didn't like them Didn't like the look Didn't like the way they're looking And their mm-hmm. work This season And I think it's having a an impact You think that's the problem? Yeah, I think it could be I think it's something that needs <laughs> Too much grey Look what happened to that Man United away ah, Too yeah, much grey in them yeah. Yeah, the Might have to go thing. Ah, I just don't like it um, On a You've obviously shown your hand about how you feel about the penalty Motherwell got. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, most people agree. Um, most, yeah. I think Who doesn't so. agree? You? No, John, I, I'll, John even, I'll, <laughs> I'll even admit, I'll even admit it. It may have been fortunate, <laughs> but like you know, and Roger's talking about consistency and fairness. Have you got any comment about Sondre Solholm being pulled down to the ground in the penalty box round about the eighty-second minute? I told you the wonders wonders of modern technology. You get to see these. I've not shot seen almost that. came off his back. I've not seen that incident. That's oh, funny that Arsene Wenger <laughs> over there. <laughs> no, for me, that's extremely soft. Is it? Yeah, you're, you're, you're appealing for a second penalty mm. in the game. No, no, just no, no. There. Simply proof that these things sometimes even themselves out. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I, I don't think that's a penalty though. Honestly, it's not. Nicky just, just, just where we're at it. Oh, see. <laughs> I didn't even tell him who the guilty party was, and he knows. Oh, I, I know anything oh. from the game. Oh, 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 I didn't even I'm mention. A student of the game. I said nothing about <laughs> Nicky Devlin. And you knew. He'll be listening as well. Um, <laughs> on a serious note, what was the game like? Not much in it, or no, there wasn't much in it at all. Um, 
you know, there really wasn't a nil-nil, I think would have been fair. I think we had one shot on target, you know, out with kind of the penalty for you guys. I'm not sure there's anything that really tested Shamal um, in, in our goal. And like you said, you know, I think that's what the frustration's there, you know, because if Motherwell would have backed margins. Yeah, you would have accepted it and said, you know what, yes, they got a lucky penalty, but they deserve the win. I think, you know, both managers would have agree that a nil-nil would have been fair and so would the players so that's where the frustration lies but I'm done with officials for today I'm going to start being a nice guy to them I suppose if we go all it's a results driven business on us Roger Stevie Hamill's now sitting with a mother team that's got nine points out of four games and uh, yeah I don't think anyone's suggesting sparkling magnificent totally transformational performances but You've absolutely taken the hand off for that points total after four games. Yeah, and you go to Kilmarnock, no disrespect to Derek McInnes, but you go to a Kilmarnock team currently propping up the Premiership at the weekend, so you will go there in the belief that this good run is going to continue. Uh, Sligo already seems quite a, a long time away if you're a Motherwell supporter, I would suggest, and things things are looking better. The, the way the team is set up seems to suit the players mm. better. They're creating more chances they're getting the results yeah. right quickly any more Stevens currently managing in England or Scotland Steve Stevie Stevens Steve Evans Steve Stevenage at the moment Stevenage well done good knowledge I actually saw him in the telly yesterday I was doing my ironing watching Bristol City oh my. Cardiff ironing your wife fronts. Steve Morrison of Cardiff brilliant okay one more Marv uh, Steve Cooper Nottingham Forest who sorry Cooper Nottingham Forest Steve Cooper of Nottingham Forest alright we'll leave that there fulltimeatclade1.com by the way if you want to send your answers, uh, send your questions in. Uh, we're going to speak to Graham in Bells Hill just after this break, but let me run this past you first. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Team of the Week with Clyde Build Home Improvements. Yes, brand new for this season. Every week, one of the pundits selects their team of the week from the weekend's games. It's been a bit of a mad weekend, I'm sure you'll agree. We'll put that team out tomorrow at Clyde SSB on Twitter. You can argue about it in the comments since we don't agree on anything. And thanks to Clyde Built Home Improvements, they're giving you the chance to win a current or retro football kit of your choice at Clyde1.com. We're going to speak to Graham in Bells Hill next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Roger Hanna are here 0141 That is the number Graham and Bells Hills dialed What's your point Graham? Hi, good evening panel um, First thing I'd like to say is the most positive thing about tonight is the, uh, the previous caller John has cited himself as a former referee and he's no longer a current one um, I think unless he's a train conductor he's never had a whistle in his mouth in his life to be honest but um, that was quite quite bizarre but um, no, my, my question to the panel was what you think about the option of having uh, referees speak to the media after a game um, to perhaps just explain some of the decisions that have came up um, might take a little bit of pressure of you know the aftermath of what happens in a game um, if they can at least give their side of the story at the time um, and also I wonder if, if VAR might improve the standards of, of refereeing because there's perhaps too much pressure on referees to get it right and so they're snapping into decisions almost mm. out of fear of getting it wrong <laughs> um, and in fact knowing in the back of their mind that no matter what if this is looked at by VAR yeah. the right decision will happen no matter what it might take the pressure I off I like that Roger because look, we've said before don't expect perfection you're not getting pers- perfection you're not getting everyone agreeing but if we use that one example again because it's very relevant this weekend the referee who showed Kieran Trippier a red card then who's criticising him tonight? Nobody no yeah 
But uh, Willie Collins, obviously, in case you hadn't guessed, getting it in the neck. I sometimes think that one of the things that VAR does help with, it makes the officials look more human. Because how often do you see, you could take the Kieran Trippier incident yesterday, or a penalty that's given, or a goal that's given, and or not given, and what have you, and the players will surround the referee, and the referee can say to them, listen guys, the VAR will sort it out. I've maybe made a mistake, I don't know. I've maybe made a mistake there, but the VAR will give you the correct decision. So just bear with me for 30 seconds. And I think that will help Scottish referees as well. Rather than putting them under the pressure that Graham's talking about, and he's right, they are under scrutiny, they are under pressure. But on Saturday, if... And I'm going to take Wally. When they give Wally Collum a rest, if Nick Walsh in your game and Marvin's game, rather than giving the penalty at the behest of his linesman, he could have said to the Livingston defenders that were surrounding him, "Listen, guys, the linesman says it's a penalty kick. We're just going to have a little look at VAR. I didn't think it was. I couldn't see. Don't blame me. Mm-hmm. I'm going in my lines, and I need to trust my linesman here. But VAR will sort it out. It would have made things a whole lot easier. And as for speaking to the media. I think it's a really good idea and I'll give you an example last week when Mark Kukarea of Chelsea had his hair pulled uh, and right at the end of the Tottenham game and VAR Mike Dean didn't give it three kicks out of corner I think it was allowed to come in mm-hmm. Harry Kane glances at 2-2 rather than 2-1 to Chelsea and Mike Dean having reviewed it at the start of the week said listen guys I made a mistake I'm really sorry about it he's come out in the media and he said hands up it's my mm. fault now referees you know, if they were speaking each week after games, half the time they wouldn't be speaking about mistakes. You know, a lot of the time they wouldn't be speaking about mistakes. We, we only talk about things like this when you're wanting Willie Collum to come in and say, I made a mistake. Yeah. Well, well, Willie Collum might well come in and say, listen, I don't think I did make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And here's why. This is why I sent yeah. John Lundstrom off. And this is why I didn't send Jake Doyle Hayes off. What do you make of that, Graham? I've heard that launched as the, the counter to your argument, this notion that, not you only want to speak to Willie. You know, no one wants to speak to Willie Collum after the game to say, "Oh, by the way, well done on sending Alfredo Morelos off," because that's what everyone agrees, or most people have agreed in the phone. It, it would just be on like these one-off occasions, put them up there, and and kind of make them justify their their mistakes, sort of thing. Is that do you still think it would work? Would it have the desired effect? I, I agree with Roger completely. You want to hear why they gave a decision. You don't want to chastise them in front of the nation for doing it wrong or getting a mistake they're not robots they're humans I, I don't want my guys at work to be 100% because they're not robots they make mistakes it's, it's what happens you know we're all it just might take a bit of the heat off and I think it's interesting that the mainstream media TV channels that show football I don't want to mention them but a lot of these guys have got former referees in video studios live as the game's going and they, they, they jump over to them to explain the decision it's great viewers like to see it so it'd be nice to hear it from the actual guy that made the decision at the time I yeah. think referees probably would back it I mean sometimes you still don't agree with them and you wonder <laughs> <laughs> they're but at just least you understand why they've done I, something I yeah. um, oh, I'll give you an example I was at Perth on Saturday we spoke about Fives and Johnson booking none to Aberdeen one of the guys booked was Graham Carey now Graham Carey then takes down Johnny Hayes for the free kick that Leighton Clarkson sticks in the top corner if Craig Napier who had a very good game had been available to speak to the media afterwards we would ask Craig Napier listen you, you didn't book Graham Carey didn't give him a second booking you took him to the side and you spoke to him for maybe 10 seconds that's probably good refereeing at that stage not to send the player off you know, mm-hmm. so it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a negative all the time. It can be a positive. Uh, right, thank you very much, Graham. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Do you know who's 
breathing a sigh of relief tonight Dundee United Because we would have got round To having your say About Dundee United no, A lot no, earlier no, than No, no, no Producer Callum's not back in the country We're parking this issue until no. Producer Callum's back from his Half marathon in <clears> Iceland We will revisit it Because After Getting battered By EZ Alkmaar And coming back And getting a heavy defeat again And then This week Losing 3-0 at home To St Mirren All is not well Marvin Bartley What are you making of what's going on there? No it's, it's tough It's extremely tough for them You know you look back uh, Only maybe what 10 days 2 weeks ago And they beat AZ Alkmaar In the first leg 1-0 Everything was rosy You know then they played us On the Sunday And, and lost And then it seems since then everything's gone extremely downhill. Um, it's very difficult for Jack Ross at the moment, I imagine, to pick the players up. Uh, it's been tough for them. He needs probably some of the more experienced players within the dressing room to help him out a little bit. But Jack Ross is a good manager and I'm sure he'll get it right. You know, the only thing is in football, you know, you're seeing rumours now uh, on, circulating on social media, um, that, which probably means they're not true, uh, that Jack Ross could be thinking about walking away. I hope he doesn't. Um, you know, him and, and Liam Fox are a great coaching team. I think they will get it right. Just need a little bit of time. But there's no doubt about it. Things have to improve and improve very quickly because, you know, Tam Courts before he left, you know, getting them into Europe, the top six finish, all of those things. You know, there's so many positive things around the football club. And at this moment in time, it's kind of gone in the other direction. Let's hear from Jack Ross. I think the manner of the goals today probably sum up where we're at the moment. You know, all three goals come from us having the ball in there. Our attacking third, their defensive third, and we concede from there. So, um, what we're producing as a team at the moment, as a collective, is a long way short. We need to be. You have more doubts when you're in difficult periods, but I'm kind of loath to ever use that as excuse. I don't think, I don't think any professional footballers, maybe the top top ones, ever go in the park absolutely brimming with confidence. I think we all have anxieties and stresses and doubts and worries. But usually, when you're on the pitch, it's when you become a life and. Um, We've not got that. I mean, there's an ethic, not a lethargy about a play, there's a lack of energy, there's a lack of purpose about everything we're doing defensively and going forward. Um, you know, and I've got to try and fix it because at the moment I'm not. How worried should Dundee United fans be, Roger? Um, what would worry me? Um, Robbie Nielsen did a really good job when he was manager at Dundee United and brought them back into Premiership and then walked away to another job. And Mickey Mellon came in and consolidated Dundee United in the Premiership and then walked away to another job. And then Tom Courts came in and took Dundee United into Europe and walked away to another job before they played their European games. And I hope, I agree with Marvin, I hope that Jack Ross and Liam Fox stay where they are and battle through this bad period. But if they were to walk away, you begin to wonder, is the problem the manager or is the problem somewhere else at the club? On paper, that really frustrating expression, Marvin. Looks like a very good team Dundee United have got. It does with um, some really exciting youngsters mixed in there as well. Um, there's no doubt about it. I'm sure, you know, when Jack Ross was assembled in his squad throughout the summer, you know, he thought things would have started a lot better than they have. And you know what football's like, you know, fans are, are very fickle at times and, you know, there's a lot of unrest at that football club at this moment in time. And probably rightly so, because as you said, on paper, they have a very, very good team. But it's amazing we're speaking about a manager struggling um, and maybe walking away after only four league games. And that's just where we are in, in kind of in modern football. But I do think they'll get it right. They have to ride this this tough time. These things happen in football and they'll be stronger for it when they come out the other side. It's just when will they come out the other side. Nice easy fixture next though. Celtic, Tanaday, Sunday. Yeah, well, listen, nothing's expected of Dundee United. Um, I don't think they'll win the game. Um, I think they'll probably lose the game, to be honest with you, Gordon. Um, but I think Jack now 
will just be looking for a performance from those players. Uh, quick whistle stop tour of some of the other results from the weekend because it's been a very busy show regarding referees. Um, Ross County, they were pointless before going into Saturday. Yeah, and I, th- I think when they had Ross Callaghan belatedly sent off, I think we probably expected him to remain pointless, come on, like maybe kick on mm-hmm. and win the game. I think it says a lot about County that they managed to rally and Awura Edwards got that winner at the end. Any Kilmarnock worries? Ayrshire boy like yourself You can make an argument Half a dozen teams Mm -hmm. in the league will probably worry I don't think Derek will be overly worried at the minute And now that it's all said and done Final comment of the night Everyone could agree That the worst refereeing decisions Were the one in Dingwall, yeah? No? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that Not Thur Park Not Easter Road Not Celtic Park Me and John McCrossan are now buddies I hope so Right let's finish with this teaser Quickly 12 Steve Stevie's Stevens Currently managing in Scotland or England You've got Cooper Evans Gerard Hamill Morrison and Robinson I've not left you a lot of time Right Dumbarton was one of the answers And beat the pundit Stevie Farrell Mm -hmm. Yep Stephen Swift They play each other now Steny Yep Well Dumbarton are top of League 2 Second place is East 5 Stevie Crawford Brilliant Got nothing more for you What about Steve Bruce at West Brom? You can just always assume he manages someone See if you can't actually remember who he manages You know he's somewhere My old pal Brian Caldwell down at Shrewsbury His manager Steve Cotterill This guy This guy And I think My mate Ryan Hardy plays at Plymouth Manager Stephen Schumacher Yeah, he's like a young Marvin Bartley You have your knowledge Brilliant (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable Absolutely fantastic We'll stick together we will stick together uh, well done the two of you uh, Roger it's going to be some week as well we're only just getting over the weekend then we've got PSV Eindhoven Rangers Hearts FC Zurich the small matter of Europa League and Champions League draws we don't know who will be in them yet but what a week we've got coming up absolutely terrific always look forward to Champions League draw Europa League draw Conference League draw and then we ask Gordon Dale what countries the clubs come from and he's completely <laughs> baffled uh, it's always great fun thank you Roger Hanna and Marvin Bartley that was extremely busy on the phones so thanks a lot for getting through we really do appreciate it and we can do it again tomorrow if you didn't get on give us a shout Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale are here and uh, just stay where you are because Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>